Okay. Well, hi, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fuck You Mentality. Um, I'm actually having a return guest, so I've never had a return guest. So this is kind of exciting. Um, this is Justine. We talked about. Um, we talked about. We talked about. We talked with her a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, she is a wedding updo stylist, like what is the word I'm looking for? Savant in the, the wedding industry. She knows all things upstyle. She knows all things texture. Just, she knows all things styling. I feel like you're like the guru of styling hair, but she takes it from this really complicated thing and makes it really easy for people like myself who does not do styling all the time. I'm a hairdresser, but I don't do styling. Um, makes it super easy for me to understand. So Justine, please introduce yourself. Who the hell are you? And welcome back. Hello, thank you so much for having me back again. I am Justine. I'm a wedding hairstylist and educator from Melbourne, Australia. So I have been in the industry for like 23 years and I've been a qualified educator for 13. So I've niched down and become a wedding stylist because that's a real passion for me. But in that time, I've realised that people um, get in their head about it and um, are quite scared of it a lot of the time because it's not taught so well, I guess, in school. So what happens is if you don't go into a salon that are really confident with it, you never learn it properly and it becomes one of those things that's scary. So I'd like to break it down into five steps and make it really simple to be able to achieve these beautiful hairstyles. So, um, yeah, that's that's a bit about me. I love that because that kind of segues us into what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about social media. So the way that I met Justine was social media um, and the irony of that. And because of her inclusivity and because she was very open and welcoming, we were able to create a relationship a, on completely different continents, which is pretty fucking incredible. Um, but tell me how, how did you create your, your role as an educator? Like, what did you use? You use social media, right? That's exactly right. And my role as a wedding hairstylist. So mm -hmm. like getting bookings, mm -hmm. but also as an educator, definitely. It's really funny, um, actually, because <clears throat> it was like one of those, it was really organically, uh, it organically moved into education. So what happened is over lockdown, I'd basically told myself, I'm, I'm just going to do one wedding a week. I've got a small family, you know, like young family. And I thought I'm going to do one wedding a week and I'm going to leave my education stuff that I've done in the past aside and I'm just going to do weddings for fun. And then over lockdown, I was doing lots of reels and different, like posting different things on Instagram. And people just took it upon themselves to ask me, hey, do you do Zoom sessions? Can you teach me everything you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I've got this beacon on my head. It's like when once you're a hairdresser, you're always a hairdresser. Yeah. You know, it's like you can try to turn it off and pretend you're not a hairdresser, but you're always going to have at least one client. You're just always going to have at least one client. Like it just, they do, I don't know why they just keep coming back, even though you're like, no, I don't do this. And then all of a sudden there you are teasing the hair or there you are applying foils. So yeah, it's like yeah. that. it was, it was genuinely like that for me with education. It's like I had this beacon on my head where people were like, this lady teaches, we know she does. So um, it kind of organically happened that way. And then I realized through these people asking me how much I loved it and how much I actually missed it. And then I ended up going, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to use social media as a tool to really grow this and develop this as, as a massive part of my business. And now the education side of my business is bigger than what the wedding side is. Which is crazy. Yeah. That yeah. Is and it's all through socials. 
Right. You built this entire empire of individuals who are so inquisitive about what you do just through social media. Like just, I like to stress this because I feel like people look at social media as this really daunting thing, or it's like, it's this thing that doesn't work or whatever. There's too many people. It's too saturated, whatever. No, there's only one Justine. There's only one person who does it just like Justine is Justine. And she was able to curate this business that she, I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of you, but she learned how much of an asset it was. You know, like you said, you can't take the hairdresser out of the hairdresser, right? But the education part of it, you don't realize how many people really don't know until you mm. start doing it. And then you start using social media. So you start to realize, fuck, I'm a lot more valuable than I think I am, you know? And you're able to capitalize on that with social media and doing something that you love and you made money with it. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I like to, I try to stress to my team and just try to stress to anybody around me who is looking to build a social media empire. Like as much as you might think this is no one's going to listen or no one's going to learn or you no know, one's going to ask me questions or I'm not going to build this empire. I promise to God, there's going to be at least one person who does not understand what you're doing. And they're going to ask and you're like, wow, there is somebody who doesn't know what I do. Let me educate them. You know? So everyone has their own kind of space in the social media world. And I think what's so cool is the fact that, yes, you built this like company a through quarantine and B ra rather quickly. Cause you said you started during COVID, like you started during 2020, right? And it's only 2022. Yeah. 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 So I started my business right before we got locked down. So that was really hard in a way of, um, you know, like I put out there, I had all these brides that are booked in. I got really excited. I was like, oh, wow, you know, my my business is flourishing. It's really going to be something amazing. Like I got really excited and then I got locked down. Mm -hmm. And I got really sad about that because the whole lockdown was all about me postponing brides, giving back, you know, like deposits and stuff like that because it was just such an awful situation that nobody saw coming. So I was trying to help people through it. But the silver lining with it was that I was able to put myself out there and I was able to share a lot of what I do and actually become an educator in the space. So that was the the major silver lining because I didn't have, I wanted to continue growing it. I knew that the business was something that I was only at the beginning of and I knew that I had so much further to go with it. But I think the education stuff made it grow heaps, heaps more because not only do I sell education and have that part of my business but showing people education actually attracts more brides because they go wow this chick is teaches other people so she knows what she's doing so it kind of it works twofold so even though I start to wind back the bridal stuff a little bit it's it's more thriving than it's ever been like at the moment I'm actually training because obviously I'm an educator I'm teaching other people my methodology where they come over you know, and I into my space and I teach them and I take them out on jobs and everything like that. So then I can handle these other inquiries that come through. So I'm actually creating like a little bit of an agency out of it as well. So I know how to do all of the booking process. I know how to do all of that. And they don't particularly even really want to do that. They want to work off the back of my business and what I've created. And the fact that I'm recommending them to a bride because I know that they have the skill level because I've taught them. So that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment because I'm getting so many bookings, but it's all because of my education, because I'm not focusing on my brides at the moment. The brides are coming thick and fast because they're like, this This person is a leader in our industry, in the industry. So it's really interesting how it actually works twofold, even mm -hmm. though I'm trying to wind back the wedding. 
And that's another thing that just happened organically, you know, like training the girls and passing on work to them because I was like, this is a really good opportunity mm-hmm. to teach people, you know, and for them to, and I had people asking me all the time and I was like, come on, yeah, I'll invest that time into you mm-hmm. and then I'll give you the the bookings and whatever and I'll just pay your wage for it. Creating, it's like, like you said, it's creating, you're creating this organically. It's not something that you've actively sought out after. It's just kind of happened to you. And I, I totally 100% sympathize with the whole like education, like trying to step away from doing weddings and, you know, whatever, but that naturally draws in clients because they see how educated you are. They see how, um, just how confident you are and how, how like, you just love what you do. And it's so funny. It's like, it's like second nature. Like, yeah, like I just, I just teach and I love what I do. Like, you know, whatever, but it, you don't think in your wildest dreams, like not only are you building this education, but you also have this other side of it where people flock to you. And they're like, I want her to touch my hair. And I, I sympathize with that wholeheartedly. Cause I also am trying to step away, trying to be more education-based, but good Lord. They're like, Oh, you're a correction specialist. I want you. And I'm like, I know. And as soon as you say no to someone, forget it. I know. (laughs) I don't want you more now. I know. And then I'm like, and then you feel bad. And it's this whole like cycle. Anyway, that's a totally different topic. We should totally touch base on is yeah. how to walk away from something like that. Cause that's, it's hard, but this is some, this is a question that just popped in my brain as you were talking besides the other three that I want to talk about. I get asked this often. And my answer to this is always, it's, it's not taught it's learned. And my question is, where do you find the confidence how did you, how did you feel confident enough to just go on social media and just start posting and just see what happens? Like, where did you get that? Like, where, what, what, like, you know, what came for you? It's so interesting because I don't think that it was at the start that that happens. Okay. I think that it happens along the journey. Well, with me, it certainly did anyway. So at the start, I played it safe. I was, you know, and it was different to a couple of years ago as well. It wasn't so video based, like reels and stuff weren't even around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more playing it safe. I just create styles and post photos of the styles, you know, and then from there I would see what people would like and I would get a little bit more active and a little bit more like I might post something on my stories. And then next thing I might say something on my stories. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. My phone's freaking out. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I feel like it was a gradual thing where it was almost like testing like putting my toe in the water and then a little bit more and then a little bit more until you start to really build that confidence as you go I don't think you ever just wake up one day and go oh yeah I'm confident I'm going to go on social media it's like you know what I, I want what I want more than more than like so okay I want my business to develop more than I care about being scared so you kind of go a little bit more and a little bit more. It's like, you know, I do a lot of um, I do a lot of education on stage and I often have, and I'm actually um, quite an introverted person naturally. It does, it takes a lot of work. It is a learnt skill. It is, a, all of it is a learnt skill. And that's, I really think it's, um, you can't, as much as you can't teach confidence, you can learn it by gradually doing one thing, gradually doing the next thing, gradually doing the next thing and working your way towards that. So when people see me on stage, they think, oh, my goodness, wow, she's the most confident person ever. She just gets up and she speaks and she's like knows what she's doing and I could never do that. And it's like, you know what? I gradually got to that. Mm-hmm. I worked my way up to that and it's a learned practice skill. Mm-hmm. It's something that I have 
um, done so many times now and every time I still make it better. Mm-hmm. Every time I still look at my performance or, you know, my um, what I've done and I make it better. But I also know the only reason I get up there, I can't get up there for ego. That's not me because I'm introverted. It's not about ego for me. It's about the fact of being able to help people. So if I can help you be able to change your mentality around upstyling and I can make it simple for you, that's what really sets me alight and that's what really excites me and that's what gets me up on that stage. So even though I feel nervous every time, I feel nervous every time I get on my stories. I feel nervous every time I put myself out there um, because naturally I'm not actually a confident person. I'm actually not an extroverted person or anything like that. But I do it because I feel like if I do this, I can help somebody else. Mm-hmm. so my my reason why I do these things is bigger than the fear itself you know how they say you know that love is bigger than um, fear and all of that is true mm-hmm. so the fact that I love my audience and I want to share that with them is I'm coming at it with light so I can don't feel the darkness if that makes sense it's like I'm coming at it 100% with what I can share with you to make your life easier not about I'm not thinking about, okay, you know, is someone looking at me like this or is someone going to come and think this about me or whatever, whereas at the start I did. And that's gone now because I know that I have what it takes to be able to change their mentality. So I'm confident in that, but that has been learnt over time. So I do think that confidence can be learnt, but it can't be taught. Yep. That was such a good explanation because I that's what I say. I say confidence is, is learned. It's not taught. I can't yeah. teach you how to be confident. You just, you learn it. You just, and I, I've never really been able to explain what that means and what you just said. Like you just, you just gave me the, the, the words to be able to explain to people. Like that's exactly what it is. It's just time and time again. And understanding your why and why you're in this industry or why you're doing something goes a lot, a lot longer. And that's kind of the whole reason behind the fuck you mentality is understanding your why and understanding that your why doesn't have to look like this, the why that everybody else has, you know, like some people are money driven, some people are driven by this or whatever the case may be. But our why is to help others. And our why is to empower people and to make them feel good because I'm the same damn way. I still get heart palpitations as soon as I'm about to give a presentation. I'm already sweating bullets, freaking out. But I know that ultimately, yeah, it's going to help somebody. So that, yeah, that overtakes the nervousness and the anxiety and like the, the, the everything, like just the being scared and it just, it takes over and you, you grow from it. And also I, I, I personally thrive in, in a, in a world of growth. If I'm, I have to constantly keep growing. I have to constantly feel challenged or grow and every day you're bettering yourself. Yeah. It's bit, yeah. That's, that's such a good, that was great. That was such a good explanation of like what that meant. I'm the same. I have to continue growing and, and I just feel like jump in the net will appear or feel the fear and do it anyway. They're the two things I tell myself because I'm like, I know that I can do this. Like, and you just build confidence with it every single time you do it. And that's, I think that's the basis with social media as well. Even if you do dip your toe in and you're you're posting photos and whatever, and then by the end of it, you're on there doing lives and you don't really, you know, again, I still get nervous every time. Mm -hmm. But what I get nervous about these days is I really, I really want to, it's not, I'm not nervous about what I look like, what I sound like, you know, all of that stuff that I was at the start. Yeah. I'm nervous about, I want them to get the most value out of this. Yeah. I want them to understand. 
Yes. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's how it's changed with me confidence wise, but there's always a lack of confidence or a lack of, you know, um, as you grow, because that's just like breaking through the next ceiling, isn't it? That then you go, oh my gosh, do I even know this stuff? Like, yeah. Yeah. I Imposter find myself, syndrome. Yes. I find myself second guessing all the time. I'm like, is what I'm saying accurate? No, what I'm saying is accurate. Lisa, you, you do know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know it. It's the same thing too, like moving into a different world of education, you move into this world of, okay, I know how to educate, but am I able to educate to everyone or is it a specific set of people? Because, you know, some people learn this way, some people learn that way. So it's, it's, it's kind of adjusting the way that you educate for everyone to understand and to everyone to get the value out of it that you see is in it. That, that is hard. That is, woo. I think that that brings us to our uh, our first question is what's the biggest battle with social media that you have? Look, it's um it's interesting. I feel like at the beginning and and probably throughout um it's a lot of, it's a lot of it is mindset wise. So we already touched on this. I feel like a lot of the battle can be mindset wise. Like, you know, is my work good enough? Is my um you know, it can feel like a really big hill to climb when you look at somebody else who's really successful and you think oh my gosh what do I need to do to get there or it can be you know stressful what do I need to post how much do I post that is work related and what percentage would I post that's like home related or life related Mm -hmm. you know what um will I offend somebody with that when I post something that is you know home related am I going to get trolls am I going to you know are people going to unfollow me? Am I got, like, it can be really people pleasing mm-hmm. in the beginning and always. And I feel like with me, that has personally been my biggest battle when I started out, not so much anymore, because now I've done it for long enough and I've learned from it. And I've also grown my confidence enough that I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care what other people yeah. think of me okay. as long as they're getting the education. Yep. If they're not, I find that the people that troll me and the people that, um, you know, the people that don't get it or they ask really off-base questions or whatever are not my people anyway. So yeah. that's okay. They're never going to be engrossed in my community. They're never going to buy from me. They're never going to book with me. They're not any – so it doesn't really matter. Mm. Even though I'm not all about making money from it, but at the same time I need to mentally get myself to a point where I'm like, you're not even my client. <laughs> so I don't know why I have to bend over backwards for you. So it's that – kind of stuff like the uh knowing how often to post knowing you know how to put yourself out there stuff like that I feel like it's it's mainly the mindset stuff around it and like am I doing it right am I getting the best like the am I leveraging it to the best of my ability or am I am I selling myself short like I don't know if anyone else has felt like this Mm -hmm. but it's kind of this mindset around it and once you break through that is when you get your real growth. When you start to, like, always I'm trying new things. Always I'm testing the waters. I'm seeing what response I get. Because you know what happens? In your mind, what you think is going to happen is everyone's going to unfollow you and everyone's going to hate it. And then, you know, you just your business is going to be burnt down to the ground and whatever. But what really happens is, you know, 40 people unfollow you <laughs> or two people unfollow you yeah. or whatever. Some days I get 75 people unfollow me if I put a foot wrong. And I I go, okay, cool. That's a learning. Like, that's great. 
But also, what type of people were they unfollowing me? Mm-hmm. Were they the people I want anyway? Mm-hmm. Or were they the people that followed me for a certain reason mm-hmm. and then realised, oh, okay, she's different to what I thought. And that's okay too because I don't really want them around anyway. It's mm-hmm. not about the vanity metrics. It's about the kind of like moving the needle in your business. Um, but I guess that is the biggest battle that I've found. And there are two things that I want to share with you guys to kind of help you with a shift with this mindset. So, I mean, there's the intricacies. Like I can tell you, post this many times a week, do this, do that, do whatever else. But this is what I really want to tell you. This is the core of what I think is really important. The first thing is if you feel inspired by somebody's account and you look at it and you think, oh, my goodness, they are where I want to be, and you're looking at them and you're thinking, how did they even do that? I don't even know where to start with that. I want to be exactly like them. I want to be exactly where they are. And you're kind of going, there's some special unicorn that is just so different to me. They're not. And what you need to do is you need to scroll right back to the beginning of their account. Scroll right back to the beginning. Even if it takes you five minutes to get there, scroll right back to the beginning and look at where they started. Look at their journey through what they have done to create where they are now. Depend, it doesn't even matter whether it's been, you know, um, whether it's been six months or whether it's been 20 years. <gasps> like, not 20, but you know what I mean, five years. Yeah, a while. A while. Scroll back and see what it is that they do and how they have gotten there, but be inspired by their journey. And I, for one, leave everything there. So if you're not inspired by their journey, Often it means that they went back and deleted stuff at the start. But if you are inspired by their journey, I leave everything there because Mm -hmm. I want, I teach. So I want people to understand that I'm not some special unicorn that's, you know, it is achievable for them as well. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. If they were to go back on my thing, they would see like the funniest styles (laughs) and the funniest videos where I just sped everything up. I didn't really know how to edit and all of that stuff. Yeah. I've been through that. We've all been through our awkward teenage years on social media. Like it's just the way that it is. So I think that that's a really good point to make. And whenever I've told anyone that and they've actually gone back and done it, they've said to me, oh, Justine, I feel so much better about it. I'm not feeling so hard on myself anymore because I know that it's okay for things to not be perfect from the beginning. And I think that that's the thing that people stop themselves. They look at other people's and the level that other people are at but they don't realise what they have actually, the journey that they have taken to get there mm-hmm. um, is where they're at now and it's okay. It's like when you start at the gym mm-hmm. and you're looking at the people that are super, super fit at the gym and you're standing there like, oh, my gosh, I can I barely lift you know, yeah. the bar with no weights on it. Uh-huh. And you're looking at these people and what they're doing and you're going, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. But you don't think of their first day. Mm-hmm. You're comparing yourself to them now, not to their first day. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting. It's like the kids in grade six compared to the kids in prep. Yep. Like they started in prep. Like it's like this is the thing. So it's no different with social media. We all start somewhere. We all start not really knowing what to do, not really feeling comfortable with it, not really understanding it, not really, you know, and worrying that everyone else is judging us because we don't know. But it's like when you've got your little following or whatever, if that's what you think it is, when you've got less of a following, that's when you test it. Mm-hmm. that's when I tested it that's when I tried different things because they were all my friends and you know what you have supportive friends and you have friends that judge you yep. the friends that judge you are only judging you because you're getting out there and doing something and they're not yes. so don't like just do it even create like a hair account um 
or, you know, whatever your business is, create your account based on that and and just play out there to your, you know, 10 followers or whatever. Put stuff out there and really just get an understanding of what you want to do first. Mm-hmm. If you scroll back my feed, you would even notice that, you know, even in the last, say, month or two, yeah, month, five weeks or something like that, I've completely changed my feed. Mm-hmm. I know. I I've care? noticed. Yeah. I have noticed. completely changed it. Uh-huh. And I don't care about it, like, being cohesive or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm trying that. And if it doesn't work and I don't like it, I can always go back. So it's it's about – it doesn't matter where you're at. It's about trying new things to move the needle and get the results in your business that you want. So that's what I – that's my little first thing. So if you want to feel in, in, inspired, if you want to feel inspired, scroll back. Mm-hmm. And my other thing is it's not always – the people with the big following that get all the bookings. Yes. So it's not always. There is so much. I've got to say to you that I started, so I started this account. I already had my other account, which was, well, I already had this account, but it was more based around hair colouring and stuff like that. And I had like 280 followers. And when I started my hair account, um, my like bridal hair account, to now I reckon I get the same amount of inquiries wow okay yeah I got heaps then and I get heaps now Mm -hmm. so the thing is but the people who inquire are different yeah yeah so the type of bride is different Mm -hmm. you know I would get at the start I would get a lot of inquiries but there were a lot of people asking you know like what's your pricing and all of that whereas Mm -hmm. I don't get that so much anymore they're just like are you available I need you Right. But it's the same, it's the same amount of people. It's just so there's there are people out there for every step of your business journey um and your Instagram journey. And that's the thing that you need to remember. So even if you're looking at other people going, Oh wow, she's this, she's that, yeah, okay, you can grow to that. But it doesn't mean that there aren't people there now that are suited to your business and what you have to offer and the stage of your business that you're at. So they're my two things with the mindset stuff that I think are, are really helpful and useful to keep in mind to make sure that you're not being too hard on yourself with it all. I think we often forget that we are still human and social media, you create this like real unrealistic expectation of yourself because you often compare yourself. And when you said, you know, if you feel inspired by somebody, scroll to the bottom, look at their journey, um, something to piggy, like I want to piggyback off the two things you said, because those are two very, very imperative points when it comes to social media. Like what's your biggest battle? You know, these are the battles, but this is how you battle them. Right. If you feel inspired by someone ask, shoot them a DM, say, Hey, would you be willing to have a conversation or, you know, Hey, you know, could you share a couple tips? But just ask like, and, and remember that they too also had a journey to get to where they are now. No one just wakes up and is really fucking good at social media. Like not a single person. It takes right. years and months and hours and time, so much time to build the types of things that we have built, you know, and Justine and I have both built these two different types of community that are just so, I mean, they're empowering, you know, and you, it takes it takes a lot of being vulnerable and being out there and just being, just posting, like just posting on social media and seeing, you know, what works, what doesn't work or, you know, what, what will turn into a segment, what won't, you know, it, 
the, the I think the, the, the synopsis of all this is just do it, you know, and don't be yeah. afraid of other people's successes. Look at those successes and be like, damn, okay. You know, let, let me, let me see, let me see what, what, uh, what they did. Like, I want, I want to know what they did. I want to know how they got there. And, uh, Yes, remembering that they were not always this person, that it took time to get to that, and that what sometimes, I say sometimes because you'll see, but sometimes what's on social media isn't always true. What they pray sometimes really isn't who they are, and that social media becomes a thing for them to be, I guess, open and vulnerable or, or to create this brand, but we often forget that the person behind that brand is still a person and that they're still human. Yeah. And that sometimes that it, they're not the same person. Does that make sense? Yeah. I personally have met, uh, I've met some people who shocked me by their appearance and their personality in person versus on social media. Um, and that's, that's my biggest thing with, with social media is be who you are on social media. Don't mask it because of the thoughts and the opinions of others. You're going to get trolls, whether you're yourself or you're not. I would rather be trolled as myself versus someone that I'm not. Um, and it's not always the the person with the biggest following that gets the best bookings. Yeah. Follower count really has nothing to do with people's worth. I mean, and I feel like sometimes we often look at, oh, well, they have a million followers. Like, they're the best. That's not always true. No. And it's just like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just like the number on the scale. It's yeah. like it doesn't determine your worth. No. It's doesn't. a number and that's okay. And that's why when people unfollow or when people follow, I actually am indifferent to that. Yeah, same. It feels mm. the same to me whether someone follows me or they unfollow me. It feels the same because I know the right people are there for the right reasons and exactly. that's okay. And I, I celebrated hitting 10K because I feel like 10K is a big milestone, but I only did, I was excited about it because though I like the way that it looks on your profile. Um, and for, I mean, this is before they updated, but you had to hit 10K in order to get links on your on your stories like eons ago. So I was really excited. But now hitting 10K was more of like, I just like the way that it looks on my profile, not because I had 10,000 followers. Because I mean, ultimately not all those 10,000 followers uh, engage with me and talk to me and whatever, like my engagement's not super high. Like I, I don't fucking care about that stuff. All I care about is the people that it is reaching. And yes. That's, that's what you should care about. And there's some accounts that are super teeny tiny that have the best engagement. Almost every single one of their followers is engaging with them. That says more than an account with the millions of followers who has no engagement. Yeah. But we often look at these numbers and we're like, oh, we're so much better than me. There's so much more followers. That doesn't always really mean anything. It doesn't always mean anything. I mean, it's not a bad thing to celebrate it. Because that's the growth of your business and that's the growth of, you know, um, I celebrated when I, you know, hit a certain number as well, where I'm like, you know, that, that took a lot of work to get to that. And what you're really celebrating is your consistency mm-hmm. and, you know, your, that your authenticity and stuff like that. That's how I look at it. It's not, you're not, you're not celebrating that vanity, vanity metric as such, you're more so celebrating the hard work that it takes and the consistency and whatever to get yourself out there as much. And you're celebrating putting yourself out there and the confidence that you've built to do that, Yeah. Um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. No. And that that's, 
that's I think that that's like the big thing about it is yeah it's not necessarily always like this vanity thing it's just really just celebrating the, the milestones along the way like be proud of yourself and it's important to celebrate and to be proud of yourself that you've reached you know you've made a post that you would have never made a, a year ago you know and you just yes. did that by putting it out there and, and that's something that my it's my biggest battle with social media my personal biggest battle is remembering to celebrate you know, every post or every, every like little milestone that I, that I, you know, created with my, with my social media, that's, that's my biggest thing is I have these expectations of myself where I have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing the limit, which absolutely. But what I forget is that just a year ago, you know, I didn't have 10 K followers. I didn't have, I didn't even have a TikTok. I just started my TikTok not even a year ago. Well, yeah, I lied. It's been a year. It's been a year. And I have 104, almost 150 K. Like that's that's fucking huge, amazing. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, but it, the, that's 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 the biggest thing with social media because it's like, oh, I'm gonna compare myself to the next person. Well, they have more followers than me, so I'm gonna keep going. Yes. You know, it's, it's this constant game of comparing, and we we have to just sit and be proud of where we are. And that's, that's it. That's my biggest. That's my biggest battle. Mine too. I don't I forget to celebrate so that's why I said that because I'm like yes I should be doing that yeah celebrate the fact you I think you have like 120 right now I think yeah 120k that's a lot granted again it's not to be vain it's not to be like oh 120k followers but it's just to celebrate like you didn't have that a year ago the growth yeah Yeah. the growth of the business and the growth of me like because what what you have to post or what you know you what the journey has taken me is completely different to where I started which is awesome Right. And also remembering that that's another struggle I feel with, with a lot of, of, of folks that your journey doesn't always, isn't always very linear, right? It's not always black and white. What you think you're going to do most times is not what you're going to end up doing. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with understanding that it's going to grow in a direction the way that it's supposed to. We're trying to force a square peg in a circle hole doesn't work. You have to go with it. People love learning about a day in your life and you you want to talk more about shoes, go with the day in the life, build that community and then talk about shoes. Not versa, but sometimes it takes being in these uncomfortable pathways that don't really sit well with you, but people love it. You're creating the community. You're creating, you're creating the environment to then be able to showcase what it is that you want. I agree. And being able to build that like trust with your community. So then when you are, launching things or whatever they know you well enough to know that it's legit it's not just something it's not just fluff you know they know what you kind of offer which I think is awesome yeah and yeah building building like a a a community that's just people that love you people that love you for you and that I think that's a beautiful thing to remember people follow like people love you for you you know that's the whole thing with social media that's why people follow you and that's you know well most I like to think that everyone does that you know not everyone does but people have you on, on your social pages because of who you are as an individual and, you know, what you put on, on social media. So that's, that's kind of like the, the beautiful thing about it is you get to choose what you put on there, what you choose to, to, to showcase. And there's a lot of power in that because people love that, but remember to be true to yourself and don't create this fictitious person. Cause that usually always falls short, you know, when you end up not being true to yourself on social media, that usually ends up falling short. I actually just did a, a stupid little TikTok video. I was like, oh, shit you hate as a professional. And one of the things on there was aesthetic stylist. And what I meant by that is 
stylists that put themselves in a box and never steer away from it, right? They just do this thing that looks, that looks nice, but understanding your why and why you do these things and why you post these photos is key because at one point that's not going to work anymore. So when I see that, I see this, the stylist is keeping them in this box, themselves in this box. They're not trying new things. They're not putting themselves out there. They're just creating this fictitious world that doesn't work and that never grows. And it, it sucks because I did it myself because I was like, oh, I'm just going to post the pretty photos and, you know, that's going to work. And I very quickly learned it, it falls short really fast because you constantly have to keep trying different things. And it's not to say you can't post pretty stuff. I'm not, not by any, I'm not saying that at all, but you can't just do one thing. It's, it's a definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. You can't just do that. You have to keep growing in a different yeah. way, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it's just about, you know, taking the opportunities to be able to learn and grow and whatever. And like I said before, like not all of them work. Yep. that's okay it doesn't mean that you failed right it just means that you know your audience prefers something else and that's okay so yeah and it and it never ends like no. I do things often that I'm like okay well I thought that would go better than that yeah and it did and that. that's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you post and you're like oh shit well that didn't work out well so you, yeah you, but you'll you can't you can't live in this world of like what if you just got to do it and see what see what works <laughs> just yeah and it becomes fun because yeah, you realize, it does. You remember that it's your page. You yep. can do what you want. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things that you said in our last conversation, it stuck with me and it stuck with me even now. Uh, not every no is a bad thing. Not every not every no that you get um, is so, like, you shouldn't always look at a no as like a bad response, right? Like sometimes that no is happening because you were not meant to go in that direction or that it's going to open up a different, different door and, you know, while it hurts, don't get me wrong, but sometimes that no is a yes in a different way. And it's all about how you look at it. And I, it's really, that's really sat with me because with social media, you know, reaching out to brands and trying to create brand deals or whatever that case may be, being told no, it sucks. But it's really just a yes in a different regard because I realize I'm not really meant for those brands. So why would I work with them anyway? you know it's so great it's so great and I had um I had the biggest learning ever with this and um it's so interesting I remember when we're in lockdown and um and I was thinking okay cool what I want to do I really want to do something special for my brides I want to make them I want to make them a kit I want to make them some kind of beautiful um little freshen up kit that I can give to them at the end of their appointment you know, they deserve it. They've gone through a hard time. It'll be a point of difference for my business and a step up for my business and whatever. And I remember writing this heartfelt email about, you know, how my brides were going through a lot at the moment. I really want to do something nice for them. Yada, yada, yada. And I wrote this email and I sent it out to 15 companies. And I was like, I just want to, I just, I just need one yes. Yeah. So anyway, out of those 15 companies, I had one yes, one no, and didn't hear from the other 13. Whoa. Right? And I was wrapped because I got one yes, right? Yeah. Okay. But then I realized once I got the yes, so then I got on a phone call with the um the area manager and he was talking to me. And he was talking to me about what he needed in return for this. And he was saying, you know, I need you to post on your social media, whatever, using our product or whatever. And that taught me, 
I was like, oh my goodness, the way I approached this was completely wrong. And I learned from that. I learned from those no's. I was like, instead of me being like, even though I was trying to do something nice for my brides and something else, it really was for my business. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with their business. And that's the thing that then I realized they're a company, they're a business, they want an equal exchange for this. So then I learned from then on to write my emails in a way to let them know what they will get, Mm -hmm. what I will get, and the exchange is equal. And I have so many more yeses. I get yeses all the time. Whenever I want something, you know, like goodie bags for my workshops or whatever, whenever I need something. But I learned to make it more about them than it was about me. And that was my big learning. If I didn't get those no's, I wouldn't have learned that. I would have just kept getting no's. But the fact that I kind of got one person that said yes to me, I was able to learn why all those other people were saying no. Mm -hmm. So now it's rare that people say no. Right. So it's in that, yeah, because I know how to pitch it to them. So it's really interesting. That's 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 something new that I've also learned because that's that's exactly – uh that's exactly it it's like well why would i why would i work with you it's you know like companies look at your 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 approach your uh, 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 what is it proposal and they're reading it like well what do we get you know and yeah. that, and that's just the reality of business like that's not like anything against us that's not anything against them but it's just the reality of how business works and getting told no should be looked at as an opportunity of, okay, well, what did I do wrong? How can I better adjust this? You know, and a lot of that comes from swallowing your ego, you know, being told no, it hurts your ego a little bit, right? You're like, ah, tell me no, you know, but, and that honestly, like that conversation helped reframe my brain because I, um, am, I'm newer to the, to this world and I am still learning. Right. And often got discouraged when I'd be told no. So I'd just be like, nope, I'm not reaching out to any brands. I'm just going to keep doing my thing, whatever. But ultimately it helped shift my mindset and how I approach brands now. So now I get yeses, you know, because of the way I've reframed it. And yeah, it's just, it was this whole like enlightening moment when you said that it was like, kind of like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, it is a yes. Like maybe I should just look at it as, okay, well, how can I do this better? Not just no, you know, they're, they hate me. It's like, no, but there's a reason why. And who cares? Then you reframe it yeah. later and you ask again. Like yeah. it's amazing how yeah. how your balls just grow. <laughs> like throughout the nose. Yeah. And Dude. it gets you to where you want to be um quicker than what I, all the yeses do. I've reached out to so many freaking people. Um like after the fact and like re-reached out and they're like, oh yeah, like we'll we'll talk to you. Like we're entertaining. And I'm like, what the fuck, please? Come on. Why did you think of this? It's so interesting. And it's awesome. I think it's, it's a really good way of thinking about it, not taking it personally. And I think as hairdressers, we take, we, our first instinct is to take things personally. If you lose a client, you know, oh, they like someone else's hair better than they like my, the way I do hair. Or, you know, it's like, it's, it's always, we always, we're just so hard on our sleeve kind of people. Mm. So it, it can be hard to learn the business now. Yeah. as opposed to the creativity. So, and I think that's what it is, that mindset shift of like, I'm used to working with clients. I want to make them happy. I want to do everything for them. I want them to love me. I want them to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And then when someone says no to you in a business sense, it's really foreign. You're like, oh my gosh, they hate me. Yeah, you're but like, it's Carmen? not. It's yeah. that they yeah. just do business. And it's a different, yeah, it's a different area of what, it's a different hat that we wear, isn't it? 
yeah <laughs> especially like moving into like this whole uh this virtual space it becomes more of a business than it does anything else. Like when you're behind the chair, of course it's business, but it's really like sensual, right? It's really intimate, whatever. When you get to a virtual space and you're dealing with actual like companies and shit, it is just business. And you're like, Oh God, you are cold. And it's like, no, they're not cold. They're just business people. Yes. They're just doing their job. (laughs) They're just doing their job. That's literally like, that's literally what they're doing. They're literally just doing their job. Um, so this brings us to my next question. How do you prioritize being active on social media? I get asked often, how do you post? Like, how do you, how do you engage? And I'd love to know what you, what you do. Okay. So I schedule it into my week. Okay. At the, at the very beginning of the week, I schedule in my live. I do a live a week. Um, I schedule that in, I schedule in, it's probably like you with your podcast. Like you just schedule in all of your stuff. Um, I schedule in my like community um, engagement hmm. and schedule in everything. So even my um, content creation. Mm-hmm. So I have a calendar that I work to. I post twice a day, which is not, I'm not telling you that that's the right thing to do. That's a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what I'm finding with my education and stuff like that. Twice a day is really good because it gives me an opportunity to talk about the education more without everyone dropping off because I'm, in that day, I'm also giving them a reel or something educational for them. Like, so I'm kind of like balancing it. Right. Um, so with that, so posting twice a day does get a little bit hectic. So I need to keep a calendar for that and, and just make sure that I'm balancing out like the sales stuff with the education stuff. Um, so I put all of that into a calendar. So basically this will be my month. Let's just put it this way. I, I schedule in like content creation day Mm. so batching everything is key so I batch when I actually get on my mannequin or you know get my models in or whatever and create content I batch that so I do like say 10 reels all together then I will batch the editing process so I'll have one day of content creation one day Mm. of editing in my month and I will just edit all day I'll just sit there and edit all of my reels and then I have one day a month where I then go and schedule it into my calendar. So I go in there and I schedule all different things and I, it's like a calendar. It's got the picture in there. It's got the, um, you know, whatever it's going to be, the copy and all of that. I actually now have a social media manager. Mm. So I put it all into the calendar and I deal with, um, you know, my reels and stuff like that. And she does all of the other stuff. I love my other bits and bobs. I have a Dropbox. I put everything in and it's a well-oiled machine. So it's like a, a Google, you know, like it's a live kind of calendar mm-hmm. and I can put anything in there and then she's on the other end and she just collects it and goes and posts. She's probably posting right now while I'm on here. Um, so that's one of the, that's one of the things. So back before I had, like I haven't, I've only had her for not long. So before that, it was, it's always been like that. It's been consistently like that. I have a day of creation. I have a day of editing. I have a day of working out what I'm actually posting and what I'm actually doing and, you know, what my live's going to be on and then creating like the marketing for my live to go onto my stories and stuff like that. Um, And then I have random stuff that I do in between. So I'll get on my stories and I'll chat or I'll show different things that I'm doing or whatever. So that stuff's really organic, but the, the bones of it are all pretty much locked in. Um, and then as far as community engagement goes, I find that it really depends on what what you want to move the needle with in your business mainly. So at the beginning, I was more about growing my following. I'm not going to lie because I know that that gives you street cred as right or as wrong as that is. Yep. It gives you street cred and that is what is, you know, 
So to grow your social media, they don't just flock to you. No. They don't just flock to you. I learned that the hard way. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll post something. Like, you can post something um, viral, like reels and stuff like that, and it's a lot easier. But when I first started out, we didn't have that. So it was more about, okay, I've got this great content, but nobody knows that I've got it. So I need to be really smart about one, how my account is set up and two, um, how I actually engage with other accounts. I need to put time aside to engage with other accounts. So what I did was I, at the beginning, I'd put like 10 minutes aside a day and that 10 minutes I would go into a hashtag that I use and I would, you know, for instance, like I would go into um, some kind of hashtag that I use and I would go and engage with those people who use that hashtag as well and I would comment on their stuff or I would go into a well-known platform like um, behind the chair, Mm. beyond the ponytail, something like that and I would have a look at the people that comment on that stuff Mm. and I would go into their accounts and I would go and I would find some of their work that I like and I would give them a meaningful comment. It doesn't mean you have to follow them or anything like that, but I would give them a meaningful comment. Nothing made up, nothing just like, oh, cute, gorgeous, whatever. I would be like, oh, wow, I love the texture you created there. I'd love to know how you did it. Mm-hmm. something like that and you're starting to build these relationships with these people and they are people that then come and follow you and they also relationships you build within the industry mm-hmm. so some of them might just be people that follow you but some of them might be people that you actually build a relationship with you end up following back and then you do things on your instagram where you hype each other up they might be from another state they might be from another country and you share their work and you're like hey i love this for your followers over there that might see them so you kind of cross promote each other So by doing that and having this engagement and putting yourself out there in that way, it can really help you start to build your tribe. And that's, that is a really important part of growing that I find. And the other part is um, I don't do that as much anymore, I guess, because I have the street cred a little bit, Mm -hmm. not saying that I don't do it at all. Like like every now and then I'll do it, but I was very consistent with it in the beginning. I probably did half an hour a day on that. Um, yeah, like I'd just sit there for half an hour and I would just comment on people's things and see who's out there and see what's going on and whatever. Whereas now I don't do that as much because I find that my reels get that, that kind of engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still go, like they kind of come to me a little bit more, which sounds like I've got an ego. I don't mean it like that. They do though. No, they do a little bit more. Yeah. So, so what I spend my time doing more so is getting on my stories and engaging with these people or doing the lives. And so they can actually get a real understanding of who I am and what I'm like and what I'm about. So they've been drawn to my page and that's why I get a lot of unfollowings Mm -hmm. because people will see a reel and they'll be like, oh, wow, that was cool, like 30 seconds, whatever. And then they might see me on my stories chatting about something else and they're like, actually, she's not my vibe, which Mm -hmm. is totally cool. That's totally fine. Um, But I get more stay than I do go. And that's perfect for me. So that's how, so I find my time's better spent weeding out the ones that are like my true community and the ones that aren't mm-hmm. um as opposed to trying to recruit new people into my community because my reels tend to do that and then they'll come to my page and they'll see that I've got the street cred but before you get the street cred that's when I spend a lot of time actually manually engaging and talking to people and creating the community and creating a community so you build the community you don't just expect that they come you know that's like build it and they come but they you have to build it from the ground up with these people and really, um, yeah, start to build these relationships and, and um, yeah, and I find that batching everything is what tends to help with the time management mm-hmm. side of it 
if you batch everything and if you schedule it in. So if you just say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do 10 minutes a day, I'm scheduling that in, you know, before the end of my day or whatever, that's how that's how you can grow it. If you're consistent with it and it's only 10 minutes a day, that's absolutely perfect. But I find scheduling it in means that you're not just sitting there when you're meant to have time with your family or when you're meant to be doing, you know, something else or having doing something for yourself. Yeah. So I schedule and I mean I work for myself, so it might be different to some people listening. But even on your day off, you might go, okay, cool. One day off a month, I'm gonna do this. One day off a month. You know, you might not post twice a day. You might post you might post twice a week. So your workload would be a lot less than mine. I just think do what suits you, but be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds like you have boundaries. That is a beautiful <laughs> thing. Ooh, that is, I feel like that is, that's the reason why I asked this question. So how do you prioritize being active on social media? Because I personally do not know what boundaries are and I'm learning <laughs> them partially because you know i am the artistic education director of my salon and i also have my own brand so i do two very big jobs and i think that that's also my problem you know um and i i just love social media and i yeah i'm learning my balance cuz i prioritize being active on social media not like that and i want to like i've been trying to you know batch create and cuz i used to and I fell off the wagon, but I want to batch create, get back into that. I have I have an app that I can just schedule everything and it just automatically posts. Um, it's just, you know, finding the time to do that, which is also a me thing. You have to schedule it into your schedule, you know, and that creating boundaries with social media is is very difficult. And it's it's nice to hear someone that's like, okay, yeah, like I allocate XYZ and that's that, you know. And it's to remember that or to, to try and alleviate the guilt that comes from that. Cause I, I often, any downtime I get, I'm like, I gotta be working. I gotta be doing social, social media. I gotta be, yeah. and I gotta be doing X, Y, Z, but you can only build it so much. So let it build, you know, do what you can let it build and let it build slowly. You know, you don't necessarily, or I'm like every week and second, you know, doing something work related. And I, I have to remind myself that I'm still human and I have to do things for myself. But, you know, you can only do so much so much growth in a day. You know, you don't need to post all day long and post all this shit. Like, you can you cannot do that. You know, you can, like, right now, I'm not doing that. I'm talking to you. And this is the thing. It's like, it's so interesting. Because at the beginning, I remember, I remember, like, literally, you just made this memory come back to me. Get it, like, going on to every like and doing this commenting thing and because it was working so well like it was working so well the, the growth was working amazingly you get a bit addicted to it and I remember getting locked yes. out by Instagram a couple of times because I was like <laughs> spammy <laughs> yes I love that you know but that's like literally as I was laying in bed with my kids as I was going to sleep so I haven't always been like this sure yeah before. so at the at the beginning I was I was like okay I need to grow this I need to grow this I need to grow this but now I'm at the point I could I could spend so much more time on it and I could grow it way more and way quicker. And I look at other people that do do that and I, I actually, and I go, oh, that's awesome, but I know what it takes to do that and I'm not prepared to give that. Yeah. And that's okay because I also know that your following number doesn't mean more bookings. No. So it's kind of like, or it doesn't mean more sales of my education. It doesn't mean anything. So it's kind of really interesting. I've gotten myself to a place where I'm like, 
I know what I offer. I know that it's authentic. I know that it's really good. Mm-hmm. And no number is going to change that, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yes, I have created these boundaries. But I also have children that are four and six that aren't going to get any younger. Right. They're only going to get older and I'm only going to miss it if I, I continue to be on there 24-7. Yep. So it's like what's important in my life? What you know, and I when they're at school and daycare, they're those the days that I schedule in. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's that's when I do my content creation. And and at the start it felt weird. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm working for free on these days. But am I working for free? No. And do I um factor that into the price that I charge people? Yes. Yes. So that's the yep. thing. So the cost of what I charge people isn't just for their hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I have a package pricing and it they don't realize that it includes all of that other stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's a yeah, pretty okay, it includes your travel, it includes whatever, but it also includes the the work that I have to put in to inspire you, mm-hmm. to educate you, and to give you a really good experience with what I do. And that's my practice time as well. Like I'm practicing, I'm doing hair, whatever. So I factor that in. So I actually do get paid for that, yeah. but I, you know, you know, roundabout way, mm-hmm. but it does sometimes feel weird putting a kid into daycare to work for free for the day. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, but it's not every, you know, it, it's it not, all, yeah. so it comes what back I to look income. at is my income for the month. Mm-hmm. That's what I look at or my income for the week. I don't look at my income per day mm-hmm. or per hour. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's a, it's a great way to put it too. And it's just kind of remembering that when you work for yourself, yeah, I mean, you do kind of work around the clock and there are going to be quote unquote free days, but ultimately you get to decide, do you want to charge for your time or you do not? You can be mad at anybody else but yourself if you don't charge for your time. And that's a great thing to do, too, is remembering that you do put in the time to practice and you do put in the time to really hone in on this experience that they're going to get, which is why they book you in the first place. It takes years of experience to understand what that is. Like it takes years to to build the type of following that you built. And years means time. You know, so you have to time is the most valuable asset you own. You have to charge for it. You have to. I mean, we are a service-based industry. People reach out to you for your services. You don't need them. They want you. And there's a... Exactly. It's so true. And it's like that is part of your, you know, like you pay for your website. Yeah. Or you pay for the apps you use to, you know, edit your content or you pay for... So it's like factoring all of these things in to your pricing and knowing that they need to pay for all of that. Like who pays for all of that? You'll be in a deficit. There's absolutely no point to doing it. Yep. It's no different to paying for the color or the products that you use on somebody's hair. Right. Just because it looks different doesn't mean it's any less. Exactly. That's it's the stuff art. that they're engaging with. It's their reason that they've come to see you. It's like, I can't, even though I am giving it away for free, I'm not because I'm factoring it into the education pricing. I'm factoring it into everything mm-hmm. because it's part of my business that, you know, my business wouldn't be where it is without that stuff. Right. Exactly. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have anything that you have right now if you didn't do that. Yeah. So and you are continuing, continuing to grow and you're continuing to better these people's experience by continuing to edit and create content and create this education. And it's just this ever going thing. And that, that's some, that's, that's hard to, that's hard to tell someone like that's hard to explain to, to those who are new to the industry is, you know, with that, you are like, even though social media, like it's such a new thing, but even though social media doesn't look like it's always being productive, I promise you that it is. And it does cost money. Totally. Totally. Even though it physically doesn't cost you to have the app. Right. It 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 costs you. 
yeah. the time costs you and it's like, you know, factoring in that stuff. But it's also it's also making sure that your social media moves the needle in your business. So it's doing things like um, with every post that I create, is it on brand? Like just questioning yourself, is it on brand? Is it educational or is it entertaining or is it inspirational? So mm -hmm. am I offering somebody inspiration, education or entertainment? Because they're the things that are going to get you bookings and they're the things that are really going to position you as an expert within the industry. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, it works twofold. If you know that you're giving value, then you need to get paid for that in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving valuable content, you know that you're going to bring on the bookings mm -hmm. and then you just make sure you charge a percentage of that booking for the the incidentals right. right it's not as black and white as you know the style it's not as black and white as say you know travel your petrol or whatever mm -hmm. but it still needs to be included time like i said time is the most valuable thing you own time is money time <laughs> is money and that is the damn truth <laughs> Um, so what would you say is the biggest takeaway on growing your business on social media? 100% I would say relationships. Yeah. 100%. Like I would not be here with you today without our social medias. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have so many of the opportunities that I've had. Right. Like I just think about these opportunities, people that have reached out to me or people I have reached out to, I have got on stages. I have like there, you know, I have gotten sponsored for my events. There are so many massive things that I'm like, wow, I could not have even done that if I didn't have somebody reach out to me on social media or if I didn't have that relationship on social media. So even though it might feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall sometimes that you're just like, is this ever going to, am I ever going to grow it? Am I ever going to start getting bookings? Whatever. Just be, just be confident in the fact that there are so many people seeing what you're doing, so many more people than you think. Mm -hmm. There are people taking this stuff in that you would never even realise just because they're not commenting or liking your post doesn't mean that they're not noticing it and won't reach out to you at some point. Every single one of, so I do a lot of education for product companies. Mm -hmm. So I teach my hairstyling with their products and I go to their community. Mm -hmm. That is such an amazing opportunity. Yes. And a well-paid opportunity too. I'm very fortunate to have it. And the only reason why I have it is because of how I hashtagged and people found me and, you know, these companies found me and they messaged me and the next minute I was on a Zoom call with them and then the next minute I was in their studio teaching their people. Right. It's amazing. amazing. So it's, yeah, that is the biggest thing. Like these people pay my wage. It's craziness. Like literally who found me on social media and who went, okay, I like this girl's vibe. I like what she teaches. She'll fit in with it. She's a good fit with our community. Yeah, okay, let's reach out to her. Mm -hmm. And instead of me being like, oh, my gosh, these weirdos, like whatever, because they're in my requests, and yeah. I entertain it. Now yeah. I know how to screen things. Yeah, like, now I, I absolutely. Know. But at the yeah. start, I didn't. And I got yeah. back to everyone. Yeah. Like I was chatting to some random, you know, overseas that, like, not like, random like you. But um, no, 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 no. <laughs> random overseas that, you know, wanted to come over here for a, marry me for a visa you know that kind of thing and you realize that okay cool that's not going to move the needle in my business and that's probably not where I'm at but you realize 
the or you know someone who wants to give you Instagram growth mm-hmm. or someone who wants to do that and you realize at the start you might entertain it or you might even get annoyed by it but mm-hmm. by once you kind of learn from that and grow and develop you realize who the really great opportunities are and I 100% 100% back um, going and finding out like going and finding out more about these opportunities and putting yourself out there and, you know, some stuff I've done for free, other stuff I've done for high payment, some stuff I've done for people who've wanted to pay me and I've said, no, just come and teach inside my course, like, you know, let's do a swap, that kind of thing. You can wheel and deal and what have you. And it's so interesting that, you know, you're helping, often it starts from you helping someone else grow, Mm -hmm. but it always comes back to you tenfold. Always. And that's the massive thing. I just find at the beginning I was just doing collaborations for free, going out and whatever. But like I said to you last time, that's how I got all my photos on my website and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually really for free because that would have cost a lot of money to do. So it's um, it's really interesting. But I went out there and did that stuff and all of that stuff has turned into paid gigs, all right. of it. Right. And that's, you know, and it's turned into mentors within the industry who have been in the industry for 30 years who are helping me. And when I have a bad day or I've been trolled by somebody or I feel like I'm not doing a good job or whatever, there are people that I can go to and talk to and, you know, explain that. There's people I've cried on their shoulders and I've literally only met them through Instagram, but they've become my mentor and we've become so close with it mm-hmm. that, you know, it's so, and all they've done is reach out to me because they want me to use some ex, some of their accessories on my styles. Yeah. And, you know, I've gone into their shop and got to know them and just from having an open heart and open head and, you know, and really seeing where it can take you have realized that these relationships are the backbone of my business. And it requires a level of vulnerability and vulnerability is terrifying and scary and it's one of the hardest things to do, but ultimately, yeah, like the only way that we can build our businesses in a feel-good industry is by being vulnerable and creating relationships. It's so true. And, you know, and talking in your DMs with people who are interested in your services and what you have to offer, DMs are gold, like yeah. getting back to them. I leave voice messages all the time for people and mm-hmm. I know that they're like, wow, oh, my goodness, she's so busy. How did she have time for that? And it's like yeah. I love to surprise people like that because I think – you know what? You are so valuable to my business. Yeah. You think that I'm too busy and that I don't have time. The only reason why I'm so busy is because because of people like them. Yeah. Yeah. So of course I'm going to invest my time into getting back to them and speaking to them. And, you know, so that is, that is what I spend probably my most time on is my relationships within my business. And they are the thing that pays me the most. They are the thing that, um, helps me the most with my mindset and and all of that so and I get to learn from them in their business and they tell me things that work things that don't work they've you know it's so interesting and I'm inspired by them I'm like wow you're incredible what you've created and they're inspired by me it's so it's such a beautiful thing but it's also you know um you post about each other and you let other people know about each other and then everyone grows together it's not competition like the relationships are really opening up and putting yourself out there is honestly what is and that is that's why I'm on here with you because I love that relationship building I would never say no to an opportunity ever mm-hmm. because I um because I know I know how good the relationships are for my business and for your business and for our industry mm-hmm. so yeah we're, we're two very different people I mean I'm you're on a podcast that's talking about mentality you know and I'm talking to someone who's from Australia you know like and that I think that's the one thing too it, it 
we're in very different markets and it's never going to cross paths. And even if it does, who cares? Cause there's so much hair, skin and nails to go around. And that's the biggest thing with all of us, but yeah, creating the relationship is, it's imperative because you guys can build an empire together. You guys can build an empire apart from each other that usually falls flat anyway. So why not build together? You know? And it, and it really, it really kind of like the puzzle pieces click in from what you were saying earlier. Like, even if they are a hairstylist, mm-hmm. I will always put them on my social media. I'll always like, I don't have, because there is only one Justine. There is only one Lisa. Like there is only one of us, everybody. And they do things slightly different to me. So even sometimes when I get a client sitting in my chair and I think you're not my client, you're a like, you're this person binary that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say to them, I know somebody who would do your hair way better than I would. Yep. You're going to love it. Because the, just of the photos they're showing me, I'm like, this does not light me up. I'm not going to light you up. Like, mm-hmm. that's okay. And that's the thing. But having these relationships, I get them on lives all the time, people to come and teach on my, um, on my, you know, on my lives and on my page because I feel like I'm just broadening the community because I'm showing them a different aspect of styling. I'm, they're teaching them something. I don't think, oh, wow, everyone's going to leave me and go and follow her. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not about that. You know, more of her followers will follow me, more of my followers will follow her, mm-hmm. and the people that want to buy from me will buy from me. The people right. that want to buy from her will buy from Buy her. from them, exactly. Like, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And that's, I think, once you learn that and you know that um, everybody's gaining, it's not taking from anybody, mm-hmm. That's um, and that's the mentality that you've got to have to grow, I think. I always say when you eat, I eat. When I eat, you eat. We eat together. We're all yes. eating. We all, we all hungry, right? We all got to eat. We all got to share the food. Hey, that, that's the only that's way it. we can grow. We both got to nourish each other. You nur- you're nourished. I'm nourished. Awesome. Let's grow. You know, you're not nourished. Okay. Awesome. Let me nourish you. Or I'm not nourished. Okay. Awesome. Let me, let you nourish me. It, the water is only greener where you water it. So if you want to build the business, you got to water and nurture those things because that's, that's a crucial part of your business without the people that know who you are, without the relationships that you've created. How else do you build a following? You don't, you know? Well, you don't, you don't quickly. You don't quickly. <laughs> you right. know, it's, you know, you might eventually, but you, yeah, it, well, yeah, you don't, you're just not going to, you're not going to, one, you're not going to build the following. But to me, to me, the following number is a byproduct of all of those beautiful relationships that I've got. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's about if you build the relationships, that number will grow. And that's what you're celebrating. You're celebrating your community. You're celebrating the relationships. And that's, Honestly, it's the biggest thing I think I to work on and to grow. Yeah. And I, that's what I love about your approach and our approach is it's not about this tangible thing. It's more so the, what we fixate on is the the psychological aspect of the business versus this like tangible item, like telling people, oh, we'll do this, this, and this. No, it's more so build a relationship, learn how to talk to your people, like learn what your crowd of people looks like. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of psychological stuff. It's all about your, like how you look at it, your perspective. That's really it. Your perspective is what builds the business, not, not the steps that you take. It's how exactly. You and you know, within my education, like as in with my programs and stuff like that, I do teach social media and I do teach step-by-step step because I feel like people get stuck at the start. They're like, oh, they scared do. of doing something wrong scared of like you know so I teach you know this is how you set up your profile this is how you set up this this is how you know this is some ideas to begin posting these 
that, you know, some hashtags that you can use. This is this, that, and the other thing. Things that I've really found that work. I give them that step-by-step to set up, Mm -hmm. but it is about the mentality as well. So with the styling and with any of the business stuff, it's like, here's like an idea of it, Mm -hmm. but I want it to be yours. So here's the step-by-step of what, but the wording needs to be yours. And this is how you find your wording. This is how you find your brand voice. This is how you know that, because I want, because I know that people are only going to connect with you if you're authentically you. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have to teach. Yes. These are the steps you take. But to make it yours, this is what you need to do. So it, you do have to do the work behind it to get the results. I really 100% believe that. But I also believe that often we get stuck. So mm-hmm. I like to teach those steps as well throughout. And in saying that, I do have a little freebie. Oh, yeah. Yes. That I can share with you guys that's called um, Get Off the Content Merry-Go-Round. Yes. So it's a little bit of a freebie that's about, you know, if you um, – feel like you're spending a lot of time creating content it just shows you it's got like 10 different ideas of how you can either repurpose content different content that you can create and um post really easily that you can put in between that other stuff that's um really taking a lot of time for you so it's kind of like showing you how to really streamline your content and um and get the most out of your time with posting. So that's just a, a little freebie. Um, if you go onto my Instagram, which is at Polished Style Justine, I'm sure we'll pop it in the notes. Oh, yeah. Um, and just send me a DM and okay. say to me, can I have that um, content, you know, page that you are talking about and I'll send it through to you. It's, I think it's like three pages, just a little bit about some content stuff for you. Oh, dude. I hope, I hope anyone who's listening, I really, truly hope that you listen to the end of this because th- this was a, sh- this was a shock to me. You know, Justine told me that we, we were doing something, but she didn't tell me all that. So <laughs> if you were listening, make sure you, I'm not going to say it because you already said, it. I'm not going to say it again. Make sure you listen to what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's really cool. And I do have on my page, I have other freebies too, like, um, does. you know, your five steps to textured styling, if you're interested in that stuff, but um, like I say, always feel free to DM me if you've got any questions about anything, if you want to um, find out a little bit more about how to go about your posting, your Instagram or anything, anything that I kind of teach, um, I'm more than happy to engage with you. So feel free. Guys, to my thank you so much, everyone, for listening. A and Justine, also thank you for your time. I think but this is one of my favorite things about her as an, as like someone that I've met on social media is how open you are and just how, how inviting you are and how you're just welcome to help people, regardless if you're getting paid or not. Cause ultimately if you continue to invest in your people, that money will always come back. It'll always work first. Money comes second. Money that never comes first. Okay. You can't always charge for everything. It's not like we got to dip your, you got to give a little bit of something to get that back. What are they going to, what are you going to offer them that is going to make them want to invest in you? It's that same thing with that company deal. You know what you had said about the company and all that stuff. It's the same exact thing. And you do totally. such, such a good job at that. And I I feel inspired. I feel uh I feel very enlightened. I feel like I'm like, we have things to do. I gotta get this call. I gotta I gotta write an email. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. You know, because I'm I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling inspired. And I hope that anyone who listened to this also feels motivated and inspired as well. Justine, you are an ab- you're always a delight to talk to. You know, I always feel just, woo, you know, after after speaking with you. And um, I value your time because it is 7.30 in the morning where you're at right now. No, is it 8.30 or 7.30? It's 8.30. Uh, is it 
Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I don't know how long we've been on here, but we started at 7 a.m. <laughs> okay, so it's it's 8.30 your time then. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's 3.30, yeah, it's 3.30 my time. Yeah, so it's 8.30 your time. Um, She has been on this call at 7 o'clock in the morning because she is in <laughs> Australia. So, Justine, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. I love coming on here and I love engaging with you. You, ha- I have such an awesome energy and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, we'll probably end up doing another one. So everyone stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>